Hello and welcome to Let's Parent the Podcast. This is the place for down-to-earth, real-life conversations about the stuff that comes up as a parent in the early years. Nothing is off the table. We'll be covering self-care, toddler behavior, sleep, pregnancy and birth, family nutrition, juggling the work-life balance, and lots more. I'm your host, Jazz Kostov. I'm a mum, the founder of Let's Sleep. I'm an infant and child sleep consultant and have worked as a midwife, maternal and child health nurse, and live on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. In each episode, I'll either be solo covering a topic or I'll be chatting with health professionals, parents, and other guests who will get us thinking and expanding the way that we think about parenting. Whether you're rolling out for a pram walk with your earphones in, grabbing some time for yourself to chill, or commuting to or from work, let's get into the episode. I am so excited to welcome our guest for today. Thea Doyle is a nutritionist. She's a recipe developer. She is a CEO and owner of Eat by Design, a meal planning service. And she is the resident nutritionist for the Her Trails program, which is where we actually cross paths. Um, Thea is also a mum to now one-year-old Darcy. <laughs> I just realised the notes I wrote. He's now he's now over one. Happy birthday, Darcy! And he um, they live in Queensland, sunny Queensland, which um, I'm very jealous of their weather. Thea is super passionate about how we should be fueling our bodies for overall well-being, particularly in the area of women's health, fitness, and family life. And yeah, we're having a chat today about getting back to basics. So how we can really feel empowered and knowledgeable about preparing food for ourselves as parents and also for our little ones, because we know that there's so much that goes into preparing food for our little ones and also how to tackle mealtimes. So there's a lot that will be going on in this episode. Welcome, Thea. So good to be here, Jazz. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm so, so excited. So I guess it would be great just to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you, a bit about your passions and yeah, about how much you love food, because I know that you love talking about food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that I do. So Yeah, thank you for your intro. That kind of sums me up. I'm definitely a huge foodie and also a pretty recent mum, I guess. So Darcy, like you said, has just turned one. Prior to having him, I would, you know, you'd find me in a coffee shop or (laughs) out running most of the time. So life has definitely um, changed a lot since then. But I've always just loved cooking ever since I can remember cooking with my grandma. I was such a fan of um, Donna Hay and Nigella Lawson. I still am, you know, Mm. all of the sugar and the butter and all of that. Um, And it really wasn't until I moved out of home um, to the Gold Coast and did uni and lived by myself that I kind of got into more healthy eating, got into the whole gym space, um, into all of that kind of thing. And I realized how important it is to fuel ourselves well um, and to also be able to eat affordably um, and to also eat in a way that's really simple because I feel that there's a lot of fads out there that, you know, it's it, they're more complicated ways to cook and we really do just need to keep that simple, which um, I'm really excited to chat more with you about today yeah and that's I think that's exactly where the title for the episode came from just Mm. getting back to basics because 
we know when, you know, um, you'd know being a mum yourself, and I definitely know this, it can be, we already feel tired being parents, even if your baby's sleeping beautifully well, it's still, mm. it's a big job. And I think, you know, we have generally, especially once our babies are eating plenty, they're having three meals a day, they're having snacks, and it it takes time and consideration and planning. And um, so Thea and I actually cross paths when um, I was doing the Her Trails program, which I'm just in week 12. Yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so good. And I booked a nutrition consult with Thea to talk about how I could fuel my body for exercise, but also how I could feel less overwhelmed and better prepared with cooking for me and my husband and also for um, our little girl, Hazel, who at the time, I think she was probably 13 months when I was chatting to you. So she was like full into food. And I just felt like I really needed those practical strategies for how to prepare food, how to plan, um, how to reduce wastage as well. That was a big one. I felt like I was just wasting so much stuff. I had all these great intentions to buy lots of vegetables and fruits, but then I didn't have a plan for how to use them. So yeah, Thea was so helpful just to create a bit of structure to my, my week to week planning and preparation and cooking. Um, but also just keeping it simple, um, and, and not feeling so overwhelmed. So yeah, it was great. It's been a big, really positive change for us in our, in our household. And I know Hazel approves and, and loves <laughs> all of these input. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad because it's definitely a very exciting time um, in our lives as parents to be introducing food to our kids, but it's also very overwhelming or it can be overwhelming because exactly like you said, you, it becomes like a full-time job trying to feed your child yeah. if you don't have strategies in place. I mean, they eat enough times throughout the day as it is to be classified as a part-time job, but um, it can definitely take over your life if if you're not planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think having just lots of ideas and and once we sort of, um, we, I think we talked about this in our in our um, consultation together. Once you sort of start implementing these things and get get used to what your week's going to be like and when you're going to be doing different things, it just becomes it's it, it's autopilot. It becomes completely automated and you don't have to think about it as much as you otherwise would so um, I guess maybe let's start off with what are some suggestions for how parents could um, approach meal times with their little ones so I know that's a question um, but yeah the, the people that follow me over on let's sleep I get that all the time that just frustration with meal times feeling anxious um, getting really irritated when their little ones yeah. throw food on the floor um, not trying things that they've prepared. Um, so what are some suggestions here for how parents can approach mealtimes in general? Yeah, I think firstly, it's helpful to take like a step back and think how do we as big humans approach mealtimes? Because if you think logically, we'll eat breakfast, we'll eat lunch, we'll eat dinner, and we'll probably eat one to two snacks throughout the day. Well, the same is going to apply for your little one too. So it's obvious that from get-go, we need to start to implement a bit of a routine around meal times. And that's not to say, look, breakfast is going to be at 6 a.m., lunch is going to be at 12, because it's going to vary every day. But it's good to have a bit of a rough routine in place, just so that in your mind, you get cues from them, like, oh, they're starting to get a bit grumbly or a bit cranky. Okay, they might be hungry or they might be tired. So it's good to have that routine just for your sake, of, um, for your sake as well. Um, so what I love to do is um, kind of like 
Well, in the early days, so when Darcy started having like three meals a day, I started to kind of play around with meal time. So he would wake up and he would wake up hungry. So that would be our meal one. And then he would have morning tea, you know, at around that 10 o'clock, sometimes a bit earlier. And then lunch I found would be at 12 or one. But that took me a couple of weeks to kind of figure out how like his cues because Mm. that kind of very day to day or week to week as he was growing and you know some days he's hungrier than than others so we'll bring lunch forward a little bit but now I've got a pretty good routine and pretty good understanding of when he needs to eat and that's just been kind of you know listening to him and taking his cues on that so that just meant you know us staying home for a couple of days to figure out like what his routine was in a way, just like you would when you're trying to figure out sleep for a little bit, um, yep. just to make sure that I wasn't out at a cafe trying to stuff, you know, half banana down his throat or something that's, you know, a little a little bit not as um, like ideal as I'd like the food scenario to be and also yep. it's a lot less stressful being at home because I could kind of feed him and have mess everywhere and, and whatnot yep. and, and not care. So I think you'll have to plan and take things out with you yeah. in those early days when you're just getting used to food. Yeah, because yeah. I, I personally, even as a nutritionist, felt quite overwhelmed at that prospect of what do I even feed this little human until I took a step back and I was like, well, you know, they can eat exactly what, what we eat, um, most of it, you know, after we've introduced allergies to them. So that's like point number two is that we can approach meal times with the same foods that we eat and that's going to reduce waste. So Things like, you know, your simple just roast veg or zucchini slice that you can also have. That recipe will be in a secret little upcoming (laughs) project that we've got going on. Um, So good. (laughs) Yeah. So just keeping it simple and just thinking, okay, what can I eat that Darcy can also enjoy too? So that's how I like to approach that. Um, Another really um, important tip, which I still have to check myself with, is removing distractions like mobile devices um, when it comes to food. Of course, I love to take like cute, happy snacks or um, cute, happy snacks. (laughs) We like snacks and we like snaps. (laughs) I haven't even, I haven't had lunch today. So maybe that's why (laughs) I'm thinking about food. Yeah. But it's just to kind of pop that away because they're super aware and they can get so distracted, even if I find you know, the TV's on in the background around the corner, they can still hear this, this noise and like, where's that coming from? They're not as kind of focused on their food. Yeah. Um, so that can be, um, that can be, yeah, a bit of an issue sometimes as well. I don't know if you find that with yourself, Jazz, that Hazel gets distracted if there's, you know, electronic devices or TVs on. What's your experience? Yeah, I think... It's, you know, it's just the age we live in that phones are just always in our hands, unfortunately. So just in general with parenting, I I mean, a lot of my 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 job with Let's Sleep is on my phone. So that's hard too. But I I really try and put it down and put it away during mealtime so that, you know, it's it's a social thing. I wouldn't sit at a table Mm -hmm. um, you know, with a bunch of adults just being on my phone. So I try to implement the same things, I guess, with Hazel and you know, showing that respect and paying yeah. attention to her and mm. definitely take some happy snaps as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but balance, isn't it? Yeah, but I think definitely we try and have TV off. A couple of times yeah. we've had it on and the wiggles is on, you know, and she just, if she's not feeling well, we might pop it on just, yeah. just to help her kind of chill, but yeah. pretty rarely do we have it on. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, it's it, it won't be perfect all the time. Sometimes no. we'll have those distractions around, but I think yeah. just consciously thinking, okay, what can I do to really best set up my little one for their meal time? Because yeah. especially when they're little and they're growing, they're, they're, they are quite overstimulated by things mm. going on around them. And whilst the TV being on might not be distracting for us during mealtime, I think when you realise that their language is developing, their senses are developing, all this stuff's going on, yeah. and all of these sounds and, you know, whatever's on the TV, it's all new for them. So, yeah. of course, they're going to be looking for where that sound's coming from or, oh, the, the phone's dinging or that yeah. YouTube video you're watching on your phone. Yeah. It's, it's all really stimulating. Yeah. 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 Um, and something else as well that I... Um, I love to do is I'll sing to Darcy. So if he's like, and not quite a like bit of a, you know, not angry, but a little bit of an upset mood when he's coming to eat or whatnot, like maybe he's too hungry and I've missed his cue. And then I just like singing angry. my song. Yeah, he's hangry, right? <laughs> and I'm just singing his favourite song, Bingo, you know, any any kind of, he loves it. Like it puts him in a bit of a happier mood just to try to associate food with a really exciting time and yeah. it kind of just gets him out of his little hangries and then yeah off he, off he goes and he's happy happy eating so I kind of love to do that or like play a little song sometimes should I be cruel and ask you to sing bingo so we can get a demonstration <laughs> Maybe next I'm just kidding. I'm still I'm still perfecting the chorus <laughs> I want I'm dying to know what yeah it is. yeah <laughs> next time <laughs> yeah yeah oh um and the last point on this topic which I really wanted to share is have a backup like a, a favorite safe food kind of option that you know that they will eat because if they're going through a stage where they're teething or you know they're unwell I know that Darcy just loves like little gummies that I make with gelatin or you know he loves just plain banana with a bit of peanut butter on it um, or some yogurt mash with um, banana like if that's if he's not well, if he's super, super tired because we've been out somewhere shopping and we've come home and he needs to eat, he's not, I'm finding, not as likely to like want to, you know, pick up and have a zucchini slice and have something that's like, you know, he needs to chew a lot. He just wants something that, oh, that's my favourite. That's like, yeah, let's go. So I think it's important to have a few of those like backup favourite foods like at yeah. your disposal all the time. Yeah. Um, it just kind of takes that pressure off a little bit as well. If they're not, they're not going to eat and they're going to wake up, you know, before they should during their sleep because they're hungry and yeah just yeah it, it takes that pressure off I find yeah chia pudding's definitely ours for that She'll yeah pretty much cool. always eat it and at least it's you know it's nutritious it's yeah fairly filling it's soft yeah. you know and cool if her mouth sore yeah um yeah and it's easy to prepare and have you know you can store that in the fridge for what five four or five days yeah. so you can have it you can make a batch um pretty often which is another yeah, good one a great idea yeah yeah what any other suggestions? I think that's sort of that that's a heap of suggestions for parents. Yeah. Um, uh, probably one more. And also not always possible, but trying to sit down and eat with them. I find I probably do that half half the time that Darcy's eating. Sometimes during the day, if it's a morning tea, I don't always or I can't always sit down with him. I'm, I shouldn't use the word can't. I probably choose not to because yeah. I'm like prepping food for him or doing something or whatever. But I try to keep it centered around the kitchen. So if I am cooking, I try to like show him what I'm doing, put him in his high chair with a little snack while I'm still doing something. Because 
sometimes at the moment, like meal times are taking like 20 minutes, you know, like they're slow eaters sometimes and that's great because yeah. they need to explore food. But I just kind of try to keep that eating situation like around the kitchen or the kitchen table just so he can like see me and kind of associate food with, all right, like, you know, we're in the kitchen now, we're going to eat something or, yeah. um, so yeah, I guess that's just a little, a little tip or something yeah. that I've experienced. Yeah. I think another thing we've found quite helpful, as you said, sometimes we have to be multitasking and we may not be able to sit down with them, yeah. but at least being in the same space, we've used, yeah. um, I don't know what other people call it, but like a lobster chair. So it's um, attached okay. to a bench. So if you've got an island bench or something where you're going right. to be preparing food, Sometimes I do that with Hazel. I'll pop yeah. the lobster chair on the island bench and then yeah. she's right opposite cool. me. I can give her her food um, and she can, you know, be right there sort of watching what I'm doing and I can chat yeah. to her. So, yeah, that's just something else we find quite helpful. And, yeah, and as no, well as, we, you know, we can use that when we're eating out at a park or yeah. um, to give her a little seat to sit on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's an idea. Yeah. I think Mountain Buggy make them. They're, yeah. yeah, they're great and they just attach to any table. You can just stick them under the pram and have them ready to go. Nice. I'll look into yeah. it. Yeah, they're good. Um, and I think another one that I know we've talked about before is mm. staying really calm. So mm. <laughs> keeping your cool during meal times. I know myself, I get so frustrated internally sometimes with, you know, I've prepared this beautiful meal for her and she's throwing most of it on the ground like she might try a couple of things at the start and then everything ends up on the floor yeah. or she just like wipes the table with her hand and it just flicks everywhere um and I think you know it's it's easy in those times particularly if you're feeling frustrated or tired or stressed from your day to to sort of yeah to vent and um have an outburst or just you know uh, respond in a way that you maybe yeah. don't want to respond so I think just keeping calm remembering that it's just one meal it's okay if if they're responding like that they probably are not interested they're not hungry yeah. there's something bothering them that you know is meaning that they're not interested in meal time Yes. And, you know, maybe it's time to pack up the main part of the meal and offer them their fruit and yogurt or whatever they're having um, or their chia pudding, whatever yeah. they're having for their little seconds. And then, yeah, just move on. Another thing, like you said, is you could sing a little song in those mm -hmm. moments just to break the ice and yeah, you know, keep, the, keep the mood nice and calm. Yeah. Um, offer them a drink of water. That's I find that quite helpful sometimes. That's, I guess that's another thing actually that I've noticed. Sometimes when she's getting a bit like that, it can be because she's thirsty. And you know how you yep. can feel really irritated when you get thirsty? Yes, I 100% agree. Darcy yep. the exact same. I always will offer him a sip of water first. Yep. Yeah. So I offer it like before the meal yeah. and before I offer it any food and then I offer it a couple of times yes. during the meal and again at yep. the end. Yep. And she'll pretty much always have some water at the start of the meal and some during. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's a good practice for for us as adults as well as it kids. Is, it is. <laughs> so in saying that, I've drunk nearly half my bottle of water already. Oh. <laughs> so thirsty. Oh, um, yeah, I think that's that's so helpful. Um, just to to give parents some really practical strategies of how they can go into meal times, regardless of age, whether your baby's just mm -hmm. starting solids or whether you have, you know, a toddler or an an older child um, or multiple yeah. children. I think creating these, um, yeah, these habits and, and ways of approaching meals is really helpful. Yeah. So what about, 
if, if parents are feeling overwhelmed about how to actually prepare food, how do I get organized, particularly if your baby isn't maybe sleeping so well and you're not getting those pockets of time that you ordinarily would, um, mm. or maybe your baby's sleeping beautifully and you do find you have a fair bit of time, but you just don't know where to start. Um, this was something that I asked you about there when we had our call is how do I get organized with food prep? So um, how do I fit in shopping? How do I fit in um, planning meals for the week? Do I need to plan? Um, how mm. do I prepare food for myself and my partner and also for my baby or babies um, without feeling really swamped every week? Um, so just, yeah, just some great little tips that you have for, for meal prepping and planning. Yeah. Um, so Personally, I like to do a shop twice a week. So I'll go to the supermarkets maybe on like a Wednesday or a Sunday because I find that the food just stays, you know, more fresh going twice a week. Um, and also I like to, you know, have a little outing with Darcy sometimes and take him with me because he loves the grocery store I'm finding at the moment. But um, if I do... Well, looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I do shop twice a week, I... I still plan all my meals like on a Sunday. So I personally use um, just a little planner I got from Kmart. So I like to hand write out what we're having for our dinners for the week and then I'll write my shopping list and then I'll go to the shop. So that's on like a Sunday um, and I'll get most of my things for the week. Then on the Wednesday, I'll probably just get pick up like a, a few extra um, fresh fruit and veggies that I need. So planning what we're having for dinners means that like, we are kind of sorted, Sam, my partner and I, for the week. And then from that, I also like to use a Sunday to prep things that are more time consuming to make, such as snacks. Because I find that having, you know, three to four snacks in the freezer that I can pull from the fridge just means that morning tea and lunches for Darcy and maybe sometimes even, um, sorry, morning tea and afternoon tea and often lunches just become so much easier because if I'm making a zucchini slice on a Sunday and I'm making some gummies and making, you know, some bliss balls for him, then I don't need to think about really what I'm going to give him because I can pair one of those snacks with, you know, some fresh fruit or some yogurt or some cut up cheese or, um, or vegetable sticks, for example. So I like to do that on a Sunday. And then I also like to roast a whole tray of vegetables. So it's the easiest, easiest thing to do in terms of, you know, cooking once and then eating multiple times because you can use those roast veggies in a risotto that you're going to make. You can put them through a salad. You can put them into a frittata with some eggs. Um, and then you can also use them as finger foods. It's a great way to expose um, your little ones to vegetables. And to my surprise this week, like I've never really given Darcy roasted capsicum, but I just, you know, had that in my tray bag this week and he absolutely loves it. And he's like looking at this little strip of capsicum and I just peeled the skin off and he's eating like three of them. Like I know he loves zucchini and broccoli and that kind of thing, but it's, you know, it surprises you as a parent as well. It's like, okay, like they, they like that. It's like, you don't always, some, you always, some, like, you don't always, sometimes you assume like, oh, babies aren't going to like that because it's healthy or, yeah. or whatnot, but they often or like. Or the flavor is <laughs> a bit strong or, because yeah. capsicum is quite a, um, it's a di really different flavor it and is. the aftertaste is funny. Yeah. A hot yeah. tip with capsicum actually. Yeah. We were at the grocery <laughs> store the other day and whenever Hazel's in the pram, I give her a vegetable or something oh, to hold. Yeah. 
and she had this beautiful gray like fresh like cardigan on yeah it looked so pretty and then she's like eating a capsicum and chewing on the corner and she's dribbled it all down the front and it's like stained red so oh no I'm still trying to get the stain out but (laughs) capsicum stains wear a bib (laughs) it never ends it never ends food stain constant washing (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my goodness I'll keep that in mind Mm. um yeah so like it's it's the easiest way and plus for you then you can use them in like your macro salad bowls for lunch um yeah. As an example, some other really good tips that I like to um, do in terms of food is just have like your simple staples. So things that you can create a DIY snack plate for. So if you were to pop some of those roasted or steamed veggies along with some, you know, fresh fruit or um, some cheese, that's a really easy go-to lunch that they can have. Um, I also like to keep on hand um, some tins of sardines. So just the wild and olive oil. Darcy loves those mashed up with a bit of avocado. Mm. Um, my kid, he, he pretty much eats anything. It's one so of good. At the moment, at the moment anyway. Um, <laughs> but so, like, it's just offering that range of offering. nutritious health. And yeah. I think what I, what I hear quite commonly, and I know I heard this a lot as a maternal and child health nurse, is I, I offered it to them and, um, and then you stop offering it. So yeah. it's really normal for your baby to to potentially not even try a food, mm. you know, five, ten times. But if you continue to re-offer it, at some point they will try it. They might try it and eat it for five days and then refuse it yeah. after that. But I think the continued exposure and not putting mm-hmm. pressure on it just to continue. Yeah. I know it sounds simple, but just continue offering a range of healthy foods. And if, if they, they eat, eat it or not, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and but- eating it in front of them too. So, like, I, because he he's like, well, what do I do with this long thing of capsicum? And <laughs> so I just ate one and then, oh, he wanted one. Like, yeah. I want what you have. So yeah. even do that with, like, thinly pan-fried fried carrot. And, and another tip, great, you know, iron-rich, fiber-rich, protein-rich foods is tins of beans and butter beans. I've been loving this week for my own salads. I just pan-fried them a half a tin with like a sliced carrot and a bit of tahini. And then I let, allowed it to cool a little bit. I put some asparagus in there too. And then what, what I did is I just like squished the butter bean a little bit for Darcy just so he can like look at the texture. And he loved those. He was just eating those with me, having like little sticks of asparagus. So tinned beans as well yeah. uh, is, is a great, is a great, um, is a great option. Making like some homemade baked beans. We've done that a couple of yeah. times, just picking a bunch of different beans and doing some tomato flavor. And Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you'd be able to whip up some kind of well. recipe for that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. might not want what I make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess the last point um, in this is one of the most important ones is to kind of have a little bit of a plan, not just of the week, but sometimes the night before it's helpful for me to kind of have in my mind or lay out like what, what's going to be lunch for us tomorrow, what's going to be a, our snack for tomorrow, what do I need to get out of the freezer um, to kind of have ready so that when he wakes up from his mid-morning nap and he's hungry, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, what am I going to feed you? Then I just give him something that's not the most nutritious. Like I'd rather kind of have a little bit of a plan because I'm, I'm that type of person I like to have a plan, um, but it's good for you as well to kind of to know like 
you know, what you've got coming up. So that could even just be laying it out in the fridge on the same shelf or putting it into a little lunchbox mm. um, as well that you can that you can pick out of. Yeah. I know I shared the other day um, on my story I did, I made two tuna bakes. I know you saw that. Yeah. And rather than making just one, I made yeah. two and I froze one. And then the next right. week I had one ready to take out and yeah. I just popped it in the oven and that was yeah. dinner for that night and lunch for the next day. And it was just... Yeah. Yeah, um, like you said, you know, you you make multiple things and multiple ways to use that food yes. um, is so helpful because it just saves us time. Yeah. Um, if you're preparing things and making a mess anyway, you may as well try and make, you know, make more and have multiple uses. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, another point I forgot was I also like to keep some like main meal stashes in the freezer but in smaller baby portions so you could do the same with like your tuna bake but put into those little silicon molds because I find if I've made something for dinner for Sam and I like you know lentil dal or or something that's like a curry that's got or I've put too much spice in it and I'm like oh my goodness I can't offer this to Darcy because it's got way too much chili (laughs) but at least I can just you know pull out a little bit of um tuna bake or bolognese like in the little baby portions for him to have yeah. Um, so I like to have that because that just takes the pressure off and saves him just having, you know, mashed banana and yogurt for dinner. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Or if you've just, yeah, you're running out of time and yeah. you've been. And that I think that allows you as well, which I know this is, I don't know if you've found this there, but as Hazel's getting older, you know, I'm, I'm really um, trying to be a lot more flexible and adaptable and go with the flow a bit more in terms of like maybe getting home a lot later than I ordinarily would and being I'm running home, running home a bit late for dinner and I don't have anything ready. Um, and, you know, we want to be out and enjoying the day and yeah. we were at the beach the other day, for example, and we, we mm. normally do dinner at five and we went home till 5.30 and yeah. I'm such a planner and I love a routine. I was like, oh, I could panic in this situation, but she's had a great time at the beach. She's had yeah. some hot chips on the sand. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I had something in the freezer I could just sap and she had that for dinner. So yeah. I think having things like that, as you said, like some soups or Mm-hmm. Curries, things that freeze down really easily yeah. um, is just so helpful so that you can have those days where yeah. you can be a bit spontaneous. Um, yeah. Even me who loves a routine, I really yeah. love the spontaneity some days too. Um, oh, absolutely. Like we went and had, yeah, fish and chips as well last Sunday with the family and I, I like Darcy was there having his little hot chips and his little yeah. um, barramundi and I find he eats so much better when we're like eating always with him. Like that's always, I, I just find he's better because I mimic and he's at that stage in his life. And you know, he was just on my dad's lap and we were just hand feeding him like little bits of, um, um, what do you call it, grilled barramundi, which he loved. So he made, made sure, oh, you know, some of that and then enjoyed his little chippies. But it was just, it's just being flexible, isn't it? Because you don't want to be stuck at home no. every day like that is not life like and this, yeah. I mean you might need to do that for a couple of couple of days until you start to feel confident um in what you're feeding and want to make sure you're getting them all the nutrients but then once you've got that it's you know that there's room it's just like the 80 20 like like we have you know yeah like you're really eating really well most of the time but there's, there's going to be days when they're not going to eat what you offer them yeah and you have to be okay with that yeah that's something I i really, I mean, consciously myself as a parent and also when I work one-to-one with clients, you know, we work on sleep and settling for two weeks and routine and and meal timings as part of that and snacks and everything. 
And, you know, at the end of that two weeks, I actually say to families, okay, you know, a couple of times in the next fortnight, I really want you to pick a couple of days where you're going to do a day trip and just get out and learn to be adaptable, Mm -hmm. learn to have those days where you're you're taking snacks with you on the go and meals and and get used to that. Because I know it took me some time. You're so careful of, you know, protecting the routine and making sure they sleep Mm -hmm. well and that you're prepared. But, you know, we don't want you to not do things that are fun and not get out, as we said. So I think having days like that where you force yourself out of your comfort zone is so important because those afternoons at the beach or I know a family that I worked with a few months ago, they they went, um, we finished our two-week package and then the next day they went on a day trip to the snow, which was awesome. And they had an eight-month-old and they sent me a picture and they just said they had the best day and they felt really nervous about it. But yeah, you know, you've got the tools to, you know, nap on the go, to take food with you on the go. Yeah. Um, and make that a, a normal part of life. So that yeah. you can really enjoy, yeah, enjoy your days. And because that's family time like that is that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hi there. Jazz and I are popping into your ears to share some really exciting news with you that will transform the way you approach food with your little one. As any parent knows, cooking and preparing food for your little one can be really overwhelming. Whether you're a stay-at-home mum or work a full-time job outside of the home, it is tough to juggle all the chores and yet still prepare delicious and nutritious meals. As parents ourselves, we understand your struggles and desire to feel more empowered around the decisions you make when it comes to nutrition and sleep which is why we have joined forces and combined our knowledge to bring you an ebook called Eat Well, Sleep Well, which has officially launched today. The relationship between food and sleep is undeniable. However, it isn't talked about very much. By gaining an understanding of how feeding and sleep are connected, it will help you to support your baby's sleep and make mealtimes an enjoyable experience. Infant, toddler, and child nutrition is crucial to support optimal growth and development. Making healthy choices now sets your little one up for the best chance of a healthy life into the future. The phrase monkey see, monkey do is a perfect example of how our own habits and the way of eating is picked up and mimicked by our little ones. It's our mission to educate and inspire you with the resources you need to make nourishing food for your baby and set solid foundations around sleep and nutrition early on. So what do we cover in the book? So much juicy and practical information, including getting prepped for solids, whether solids actually impact sleep, allergens, getting organized and how to meal prep, embracing the mess, getting ready for finger foods, the difference between choking and gagging, constipation, important nutrients, building a macro balanced meal for your family, four stages of nutrition from four to six months right through to the toddler and child years and breaking down the importance of each main meal. We've also included some handy meal plans, grocery lists and an organizer for meal prep each week. You'll also find over 25 recipes to support you in nourishing your little one with delicious food. Our hope is that you will feel inspired after reading this book and have a better understanding of how to make food fun, cook with confidence, and how to fit this in around sleep. 
To grab your copy of Eat Well, Sleep Well, head to the Let's Sleep website and we'll also add a link in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. So that's awesome. So batch cooking, creating food you can use twice. Um, you said sort of simple staples, like having things ready to go in, in the fridge. So you cut up veggie sticks or cheese sticks, different things like that. Um, I guess that's another thing we've spoken about a fair bit there is making sort of DIY plates. Can you talk a bit about um, some examples maybe of you know, what a DIY plate actually is if people don't know what we're talking about um, and, and yeah, what that might look like for a baby that's, um, you know, maybe six or seven months old and just starting with finger food versus say a toddler, yeah. um, what would be on a DIY plate for lunch or dinner? Yeah, I guess, yeah, well, a DIY plate's like a, a baby version of what we would take to, you know, a wine and cheese afternoon. <laughs> Best. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to think back what I used to offer Darcy. So we we obviously did a mix of um, purees and baby-led weaning, but if you look at the baby-led weaning style with his snack plate, the uh, foods for him that he could um, crush between his fingers, so it's be this soft-steamed um, sweet potato, pumpkin, um little bits of cheese that he could hold as well so long sticks of things that they can kind of get their little hands around um he loves now strawberries when he's gotten a little bit older or half cut blueberries that have been cut in half he loves that so it's really just whatever you have in your fridge yeah you can kind of offer them so you know cucumber as well with the skin taken off you don't there's no set you know ingredient that you need to include on it but I always like to make sure there's like a fruit, a veg, and then, you know, healthy fat slash a little bit of a protein on there. So whether that's some, some cheese or some avocado or, you know, some a piece of shredded chicken or poached chicken as well for him to kind of pick at, that makes a complete meal. It doesn't need to, that's basically all the components in a zucchini slice or whatnot, but you know, yeah. constructed yeah. <laughs> in a way. So yeah, I hope that's helpful, but that's what I would like to include just so it is a balanced snack. So you're not just giving them, you know, all fruit, which is fine, but it's if it's a meal time, I always like to make sure that that meal does have that balance of protein, fats and carbs, just like we have as adults. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's, it is, that's, we do that quite a lot. Um, the, the DIY plates and essentially just like throwing together a little meal. Cause I know that sometimes people yeah. can feel a bit overwhelmed at the thought of having to think of recipes and do cooking. Yeah. Um, but if you can have some elements like that, just in the fridge and often you will, um, most people will have stuff in the fridge ready to yes. throw on a plate like that. Yeah. Again, it's a quick thing you can do. It's an easy lunchbox to pack yes. if you're going out um, particularly I love having like some, as you said, some, um, roast chicken or like shredded up boiled chicken in the fridge yes. or, you know, even, um, like nice yeah. quality salmon, like that, yep. uh, the vac sealed yep. salmon you told me about. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I love that on salads and Hazel loves that too. Yeah. So good. And it's just easy and it's, you know, again, it sounds so simple, but I share a lot of those pictures of those DIY plates and people love it just for the ideas and it's nothing new. It's simplicity it's of it all. Just, just simple. It's really simple. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we're getting back to basics. It doesn't have to be hard. No. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we talked a bit about as well the prepping and planning side of it, as you said. So that's so helpful. I'm sure families will take a lot away from those, yeah, tips and strategies. 
So what about, let's move on now to your, um, what you're incredibly amazing at, and this is ideas for meals and actual sort of recipes. And this is what I struggle with is actually coming up with things each week that are a bit different that I can prepare. Um, And I guess, you know, you taught me that you can have the same staple recipe, but just modify it and change it. So it's slightly different. Um, For example, you know, you mentioned like porridge and you could top that with like some pears or you could do like a berry compote or change it in different ways when it's Mm. actually still the same, the same meal. So maybe go through a few different examples of just some recipes or yeah, ideas for people to use week to week with their families. Yeah. Um, So I'll go through, like you said, a couple of my staples and uh, recipes that Darcy at the moment is loving. So he absolutely adores quinoa porridge. So what I do is um, I do a batch of this on a Sunday. It'll get me through to Wednesday morning. So it's, it's quinoa flakes. It's either coconut or almond milk cooked over the stove. And then I'll pop that in the fridge in a big container. Then the next morning when I go to serve it to him, depends you know what mood I'm in like do I want to make him a a hot you know hot porridge or do I want to make it more cool version but for example if I make it a warm version I'll pop in an egg yolk so I'll get like a sorry I'll get a third of that um, quinoa porridge that I've made on the Sunday. I'll put it in a pan with an egg yolk half banana um, uh, maybe a little bit of mashed pumpkin and I'll mash that all up then pop some yogurt through it and that is Darcy's favorite meal um, by far so that's an example of really flash kind of porridge that I would do for him Um, but really it takes two minutes over the stove like when I mash that all up and I know that he's then got good fats and iron for the day he's got a serve of veg and then he's got a serve of healthy fats so we're already starting the day on a great um yeah our foot our first foot foot first foot forward <laughs> however you say it now you can say that me. I was about yeah. to jump in and correct you I was like hang on yeah <laughs> I, I mean that is like a that's like a really like first you know, foot forward first foot yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go through that later Mom, right. oh we got um, there in the end so I mean like quinoa porridge you could do that multiple ways like if you don't want to do it over a stove you could just pop a portion that you've cooked with um, some stewed berries or frozen berries and mash them down or fresh fruit cut up. So there's so many ways that you can kind of pimp up your porridge. And then just this week I've made him overnight oats. So I just mixed oats with almond milk in the fridge, mixed through some peanut butter and some cinnamon. And then the next morning I scoop out a portion of that and I serve it with you know, a bit of um, banana, a bit of Greek yogurt or, you know, some chia seeds in it, whatever he's feeling or whatever I'm, re- I'm feeling. Sorry, not him. Don't tell me. <laughs> he's requested it. <laughs> Mom, I want chia, chia I seeds, do. please. So I bring it to the fridge like, Darcy, what would you like this morning? Like, <laughs> you got to keep it fun, right? <laughs> you got to give him your choices. Yeah, give him <laughs> choices. got to have a choice. The pork in. <laughs> overwhelmed by choice like mom I don't know yeah I'd be happy with the mashed banana (laughs) at that point he usually moans at me and I'm like all right (laughs) I know you're hungry yeah yeah so I mean they're two of my more breakfasty options but in saying this babies don't know that breakfast 
is more often than not sweet. It's just that we have always done that. So, I mean, Darcy loves pate. So if I were to give him pate, I haven't tried it in the morning just because I physically am like, I don't want to give my child pate for breakfast. Yeah. Like, I don't do that. But um, that's kind <laughs> of a, a way to think about it. It's like, you know, easy, cheesy scrambled eggs. I know that's one yeah. of your favourite recipes. Um, pancakes as well. So if I cannot, um, you know, be bothered to cook him anything and I've got frozen pancakes that I've prepped in the fridge, sorry, in the freezer. I'll give him a couple of pancakes or even just give him one of those while I'm making his his him his porridge so that he's not, you know, screaming at me because he's hungry. So I'll give mm. him like half a little pancake. Um, or That's a great you know, idea to freeze the pancakes. So I didn't even think of that. I've done it with pikelets. So yeah. what should you do with pancakes? Yeah, well, they're his, definitely his favourite. So it's like a safe option for us to always have them. And also I love them so much. Actually, today I got two out for him with the intention to give them to him for morning tea that I ate them. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. That oh. happens. Um, that's the good thing about you cooking the same food for your baby because you know, once you've introduced all the allergens and you're confident with them, I know it took me took me quite a while to feel confident with feeding Darcy, um, you know, a variety of foods once I knew that he was okay on, you know, more like nuts and almonds and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, sesame um, and everything. Yeah, but now that he's okay with it, then, you know, he eats what I eat most of the time. Mm. Um, you know, even this morning my husband, he came home from gym and I just texted him and said, can you please eat the rest of the o- Darcy's overnight oats? Because, like, you know, like, this is the last day to kind of use them. So nothing kind of goes to waste yeah. um, in our house. So there are a few of our ones in rotation. Another one is... Um, yeah, zucchini slice, which I term like call it Nini because, you know, Darcy doesn't say that's just me trying to be cute with him. Um, <laughs> but he can say banana because that's one word. That's his, that was his second word. And he goes, na, 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 na. Like, <laughs> I love it. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. And probably that pimped up like yogurt situation. Yeah. I love to stir either um, Koyo or... Um, Yelena Greek organic yogurt that they're the two brands that I, I give Darcy but I mix that with either you know some tahini or some flax seeds or um, what else do I put in there stewed fruit just really like just change it up mm. um, for him I find that's a really quick easy morning or afternoon tea um, and I know that he's going to get all the nutrients through that. Like he's also yeah, yeah. calcium for the day and um, serve of good fats as well, as well as protein. What do you think about um, the, I know like Golden Valley has them, they induce the like different fruits. So mangoes or pears induce. What would you say? Do you think that they're, they're okay to use or? Um, I haven't, I don't know what exactly is in them. Is it just pure? Is it pure just juice and fruit or? It's like pieces of pear, um, yeah. you know, that are all soft and, um, yeah. you know, I ready mean, to I, I guess the question is like, what is your, like, what, how much time do you have? How much do you want to invest in like doing all your food? For me, I would, I would ask myself, like, how long has that food been on the shelf? Mm. Um, and is it something that I would personally eat myself? Mm. Um, and everyone's at different different stages of their health journey like you might just be starting out with that kind of health journey yourself and find stewing your own fruit completely overwhelming and you know giving them store-bought stewed fruit that obviously doesn't have you know any preservatives and things like that in it um is a better option than you know giving them 
chips or, or something yeah, yeah. like that. So yeah. like definitely I would still be encouraging people to try to make their own food where possible because it is cheaper yeah. um, than buying that. And it also hasn't been on the shelf for several months. Yeah. Um, and not using packaging and all that sort of stuff. No, you do packaging. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, but then we could flip the switch and say like frozen veg. Like I buy frozen veg. Like yeah. Proven there's nothing wrong with being snap frozen. Um, and that's a great quick option if I want to do a stir fry or a curry for us and don't have the don't have um the energy to kind of cut up all mm. the veggies. So yeah, I mean it's and frozen fruit too for smoothies and things as fruit, well. Exactly that can right. Yeah, mm. there's different ways around it. Um, but I mean in our in our upcoming ebook we'll definitely be, you know, talking through some really simple give a go at home. Um, and stewed fruit is one of them too. And it just requires really minimal equipment. Um, and it's a lot easier than than you think, making yeah. those um, types of recipes from home. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now I've heard you mention gummies quite a lot. Can yes. you tell us what are gummies? Because I want to try yeah. making these. Oh, <laughs> uh, haven't you heard they're lollies? <laughs> <laughs> gummies <Yeah>. slash lollies. So <laughs> they look so made, good. They're made with gelatin. So you may have heard about collagen. It's all the rage at the moment. So gelatin is a cooked version of collagen. So basically gelatin is a powder substance and when you add it to water, it will go thick and then you need to heat it, dissolves, and then it goes cool and it goes hard again. So it can go from hard to soft depending on what substance and what heat of liquid that it's in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I make these for Darcy weekly now and I make two batches. So I make him blueberry ones and strawberry ones, but you can do any fruit you like. So essentially you get the gelatin powder, you pop it in a little bit of water, it blooms. So it goes like quite hard. And then you blend your desired fruit, one cup of it with either water or some coconut water, or I use half water, half coconut milk. So there's some good fats in there. And then you add it to a saucepan with that bloom gelatin. You cook it down. It turns liquid. Pour it into. I just use a big tray, and then I slice that up, and I uh, slice them into little cubes for him. So it is a five-minute recipe, and Darcy loves them. He's getting all benefits um, of gelatin, um, and he is also getting that vitamin C. You can add in anything. You can add in you know, liquid vitamin C into there if you wanted to really boost them. Um, you can add in, you actually make them savory as well. So if you had a leftover, um, like a puree and you do it making that for your baby, you could actually mix that puree with gelatin and make it a savory jelly slice, mm. um, which I've heard babies really love as well. So there's many, many things that you can do with gelatin. I love it simply because it's so quick and easy to do. And it just means that he's getting in some protein, some good gut loving um, properties as well. And he's getting in some fruit. And I know that it's just, he at the moment he loves them. Um, and it's my, it's another safe food for us that I can give him. And there's also- Fun to eat too. They're so fun to eat. Like the texture, it's just like having jelly. Yeah. Um, and they're also allergy friendly so you can take them to daycare and whatnot because it's just fruit and water or it's um fruit and coconut milk yeah so yeah they're they're a great option definitely give them a go yeah awesome what about in terms of I know we'll cover this in another episode because it's a huge topic but 
just a basic sort of um, maybe what are the, what are the elements within a meal or a plate? You've touched on it briefly, but what are the main groups that people should be including or aiming to include at each meal time? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I touched on it a little bit before, but it's looking at making sure you've got a vegetable, even if they don't eat it, offer it to them. Um, that you've got a serve of protein. So you know, if you're a vegetarian or you're a meat eater. The choice is still there. The options, there's endless options of protein. Um, and then making sure you've got healthy fats, so avocados or you've even roasted your um, veggies in olive oil, that's all counted, or some nut and seed butters on there. And that you've also got a source of um, complex carbs for them as well. So if you're doing vegetable, then obviously sweet potato would take that up or um, if your baby's more um, a little bit older and can handle like little quinoa meatballs or um, some nice pasta spirals as well is a great option. So just making sure you, that you've got those components. And like you said, we'll go into more depth in another episode soon about why it's important to be including iron, food source, food, food-based iron in your baby's diet from six months because the baby's iron, iron needs are six months as high as it will ever be in their lives, more than a grown male. So, yeah, making sure you have those and, of course, don't forget flavor. Babies, I find they do quite enjoy bland food. Bland food. I find Darcy early on really loved, like, you know, he didn't care if it was just like a sweet potato because it's all new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of start introducing them to some herbs and spices, making sure that, you know, they don't have a lot of that added salt in them if you're um, doing that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the and process. stocks as well, I think. Like, yeah, um, just making sure you're getting that reduced, reduced salt stock or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's awesome. And I feel like we could talk for so long about (laughs) so many different things. And I know we have so many ideas for future episodes because it's just, yeah, we could talk for days about so many different things to do with our baby's food, our family Mm -hmm. food, pregnancy, um, you know, postpartum when we're getting back into exercise and how to feel our bodies. Um, if if you haven't, if people are listening to this and they are post um, post pregnancy or you know they've had their baby and they're returning to exercise, a really good podcast to listen to is that Her Trails, um, which Thea's Thea's done an episode on there too. Yeah, um, they've got some really good conversations on there, um, particularly the one with Thea just around um, yeah meal times and oh, yeah our meals, exercise, yep. how to fuel our bodies. Um, yeah, if, if that's something you're looking at, um, you know, getting back into as well, because I know that was really helpful for me. And a lot of the principles really carry into how we fuel our babies as well. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, that they are little adults really, but it's, um, yeah, we've got to treat them pretty similarly to to how we feel our bodies, but thank you so much for coming on for a chat. It was just awesome. And I cannot wait to get you back on, um, yeah, to, to pick your brain about other, um, nutrition information and, and just really simple tips for empowering families to, to enjoy food and not feel stressed. I think that's the biggest thing you helped me with just to, to have some really simple advice, to simplify meal times, meal planning. And then as a result, we feel so much better yeah. um, because we're eating better as well yeah. and keeping hydrated, as I say, <laughs> finishing my bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I um, didn't forget mine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for um for jumping on. It was just awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jazz. It was so good to chat. Yeah, cool. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you found this conversation interesting, then chances are someone in your circle will too. You can spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend or leave a review on the platform where you have listened to this podcast. To keep updated with new episodes as they're released, follow Let's Sleep over on Instagram. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.